You are listening to the podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 130 for the week of January 5th, 2014. Holy, it's 2014 already? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners, uh, to another episode of the illustrious podcast of Ice and Fire. As always, this is Amin. And this is Kyle. Just the two of us today, except we have a special guest for you, straight from our forums. Please introduce yourself, good sir. Hey everybody, uh, this is Lee, or Lord Manderbly on the forums, on my very first Podcast Device and Fire episode. Woohoo! It is good to have you here today, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> From the frozen tundra of the east coast of the United States, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't left my house all day. <laughs> so you just sit home and read Song of Ice and Fire all day, Oh, right? of course. What else would you do when you can't leave the house? <laughs> what else would you do? That's why you can uh, get it ready in half an hour notice. Yeah, no, I just had to switch which chapters I was reading. Oh, wait, were you really reading? Yeah, uh, I'm just starting a reread from the very beginning. Um, oh. So I just skipped ahead to Clash of Kings, worked through the Arya chapter. Very nice. So tell me, when you reach Feast, are you going to do Feast Dance? Yeah, I am. I've done it before, but I'm a big, big fan. So I- I'd never read it, not Feast Dance again, I don't think. Oh, no, you can't separate them now, huh? Yeah, yeah. Do you ever think they'll release a uh, them combined uh, that sort of book? I kind of hope so. I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a much better read. And I liked Feast and Dance individually. I just think Feast Dance is it's it's smoother. It works better. It has lots of thematic resonance, and it's not annoying because you don't read like a thousand pages of one character and then a thousand pages of another character. You have it all mixed together. Hmm. Yeah, I really need to do that. Ugh, I got to get off my ass and. Get on top of that. I mean, from the publisher's perspective, too, they can make all the money all over again, right? So they yeah, might as well. <laughs> they released two new books. If the publishers yeah. are willing to publish anything, it seems so. But, uh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what are our questions? I mean, it's been so. I feel like it's okay. been so long since we had. True. Well, for, first, let's. I mean, like, just tell us a little bit of like how you're involved on the forums or with with the podcast, because I think you're quite involved. So. Sure. Um, I'm on the forums a great deal. I think I'm the. I know I'm the. I have the most posts of anyone. Um, I I also do. I've been on one or two BOKs. Um, Doctor Who usually. I was gonna be on the BSG but missed it. Uh, and I'm also one of the original VOK people. Um, I haven't done any of the organizing. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> that's all. That's all Vic and Valkyrist and Bina and all those amazing people, Glenn. But I've been doing a lot of the... I've just been on a lot of the episodes. It's really fun. I love the podcasting. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you for all that. Now that I remember, you're also one of our visiting judges at the Supreme Court of Westeros. Yeah, I was. Uh, I did that last week, I think. Yeah, that was fun. I, I'm a big fan of Stefan, so I was happy to be involved. So we always ask first, uh, how did you get into... When and how did you get into A Song of Ice and Fire? Okay, good questions. Um, I got into A Song of Ice and Fire. I'm not sure exactly when. Um, I bought the book originally in like 2006, 2007, uh, when I was like 13 or 14, uh, as a present for my dad, but never actually read it until probably like until like a year before dance came out. So when was that? Like 2009. Oh, wow. And then I read them all, really liked them, waited for dance, uh, reread, did that and started watching the show. Um, and that summer, so the summer of 2011, I guess, I was working uh, as a landscaper and I needed something to listen to. And I found the podcast of Ice and Fire. It's perfect. So you're a Roy Detrice guy. Uh, I am. I am. Yeah. 
high five. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, <laughs> That's so how I did it been... myself. I was at a job and I needed something oh, to yeah? listen to. And I, yeah, it's great to do it like that. I'm a big fan of audiobooks. Fantastic. So tell me, what in the description of the book at age 13 made you buy this for your father? I have no idea. I think someone told me that it was just very good fantasy. And my dad always liked fantasy, but he's a slow reader. So I was trying to find him something like worth getting into. Mm, and then it just sort of got lost in the pile of books he always has next to his bed. <laughs> None of which he ever starts. So, Did he uh, ever end up reading it himself then or no? Yeah, he's read the first three. Um, but he's he's slow and gets distracted um, by biographies and stuff. But I'll get him to finish it eventually. He can be on pace for the next book release. Like if he yeah, exactly. That's why I don't rush yeah. him. Um, <laughs> so who is your favorite character in the series? Favorite character? Well, I mean, possibly Lord Manderley. I mean, I don't know if I can say <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> um, favorite POV would have to be Davos, though. Mm. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm a big Davos fan. So how do you feel about Stannis, I guess, related to that? love Stannis. Cool. Stannis is the best. I mean, he's, I don't know, I, I think he's really interesting. And I also think that generally people think he's this, like, overly obsessed with rules kind of person that he really isn't. He's much more flexible than he gets credit for, hmm. especially in dance. Oh, yeah, he does some yeah. dealing. So you're excited for his adventures up in Skago. So. Oh, cannot wait. And I love the Starks, of course. And I mean, this is all, I just always love the stuff in the North. I can't help it. Well, I'm a big fan of the Martells, too. Okay, I'm just going to pause for a second because it looks like Ashley's online. Let's pull her in and just see. Oh, sure. Oh, she's going to be mad at us. Apparently, she's been on for a little while. Well, she never <laughs> messages. you got to message us. <laughs> oh, she didn't she just go online right now? Okay, let's see. I think the call. That's what I thought. But Hey. Hello. Hi, Ashley. Hello. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> we've it's uh it's Lee. I think we've podcasted before. I recognize the voice. Oh, good. Okay, sorry, I'm so never sure. Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> you guys are talking about all these other things that I've never been a part of. Oh, I feel yeah. so. <laughs> you got to do be okay, Kyle. I know. I got to join in. I got to. If you post something about something you want to podcast about, I am certain that people will join you. I gotta quit my job and just podcast full time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can use Obamacare for your healthcare, so it'll be okay. <laughs> there we go. Let's do it. <laughs> so we were just chatting about. Um, we were just getting to know uh, Lord Manderbly more, more. Lord Manderbly. <laughs> yeah, or you can call me Lee. Lee. Okay, I always want to say Lord Mandem. I guess I want to say it exactly how it's supposed to sound. Actually, yeah, now that I say it out loud. Um, we were just chatting. Who was the one you just said uh, you also like at the end of your? Oh, I just I love the Dornish. I love the Martells. Oh, um, well, you're in good company then. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad. I missed the VOK about Dorn, and I think it was a bit of a. I don't think they were a bunch of Dorn fans. I don't think they were big fans of the Dornish. They were bashing on Dorn. Oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I'm going in. We needed to quash that rebellion. Oh wait, we can't yeah. go on VOK. Oh, right? we can't. It'll still be a VOK. It just depends who's hosting it, kind of. <laughs> yeah. V- so VOK doesn't require a host, but it can have a host. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't actually know that. I thought that by its nature, if one of you guys was there, it's a VOK. It's yeah, a VOK. that's what I thought as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I had to clarify. I had to do a ruling on that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're allowed to that party. I think that we're. Off- <laughs> I've been there before. I showed up there. I didn't You've do. Been there before. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't have party episode. crasher. <laughs> the problem is that the one episode I went to had schlag and it never got fixed. So like you can, you can barely hear me anyways. That one, but okay, uh, you didn't like what they were talking about, so you canceled the call. No, I, I wanted I wanted to talk, but it was 
you never know when lag strikes. Lag is a ladder. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, fantastic. Okay. Uh, so, so what did I miss? You didn't really... I mean, what, you're here just in time because we're going to go over the book that was sent to us as a gift. Okay. So I'm just going to say what that is. Oh, what's this link? Somebody's, oh, no, this is the Wharf of Wall Street again. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so a fun I, I did a really quick uh, copy of Sander Baby. <laughs> if oh, you excellent. want to tag it on. Yeah, a lot I, of this uh, episode for sure. Yeah. One take recording, mistakes and all. But I'm like, well, it's it's got to be done. So One take wonder. There we go. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll mention that first then. Uh, this episode is going to have all the Christmas folks from this year at the end is of it. Is it really? Yeah. We're going to add it That's onto there. That's exciting. Ashley, you were the one who originally came up with the idea last year. Do you remember like how it came to you or why you decided to? Oh, I was copying a Harry Potter podcast that did the exact same thing. Hmm. Well, don't admit that. <laughs> you, you you were satirizing, or you were what is it? Uh, you were like emulating. Not, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Phil, a common thing in nerd fandoms. Lots of people do it. And is Philk originally a Harry Potter term, though? No, it's no. it's been around for a long time. Hmm. Like, there's I an entire listen- uh, track about it on at a uh, Dragon Con. Like, they did have a whole section based on you know nerd song parodies, basically. That's cool. I used to listen to uh, what are they? What were the? I used to listen to Leaky Cauldron and um, Muggleborn. Was that what it was called? Mugglecast. Mugglecast. Yeah, I used to listen to those a bunch when I was a kid. Start with Harry Potter when you're a kid, and you go into adult stuff like I said. Exactly. (laughs) Isn't Mugglecast the reason this podcast exists? Because Mimi was a fan. Yeah, Mimi was a fan of Mugglecast, and I was a fan of Pottercast. So we were both Harry Potter podcast nerds. Okay. Yeah, so thank you, MuggleCast. Cheers. Yeah. This, yeah, per- this particular sense. form of the podcast, I would have still been podcasting. It just would have been a sauce. And now the gentleman who does MuggleCast does Game of Owns, right? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Two of them are on to do that. Yeah. Hmm. So have we ever had that? any of those guys on? No. We haven't really heard anything from them. Oh, we'll have to do something. We'll just send Kyle over to them. They're a good, they're a good gang. I'd love to chat with those guys. Yeah, yeah I'd love to listen to that. It'll be fun. Here we go. Get Fabio involved. He'll be our bridge. <laughs> you can use yeah, your romantic connections with him. My romantic... Oh, wow. He is so dreamy. Those long, long flowing locks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so Elio he- that had the long flowing locks. Does he also have long flowing locks? Oh, yes. I only fall for men with long flowing locks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what else do we have to talk about? I mean, what do okay. we got? We're going to give our thanks to one of our big fans and listeners, Greg sent the four of us podcasters a Christmas gift, and he has a, a bookstore called Restaurant of the Mind Books, rotmbooks.com, and for Christmas he sent us a copy of The Wit and Wisdom of Tyrion Lannister. So I wanted to give our thanks to him for that. Yes, a huge thank you, Greg. This was a um, brought a smile to my face. It was fun to get this in the mail and flip through it and look, and uh, I want to thank you very much for it. I do too. Yeah. I, I I had seen it in the store like the week previous to to hearing about it, and I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> and then the next day, it's like, oh, you want a copy of the book? I'm like, okay. <laughs> I almost bought it. <laughs> it was funny because I first found out about it. I I follow a bunch of Song of Ice and Fire groups on Facebook and whatnot, and somebody was bashing it, mm. and I was like, oh, what is this? And I clicked on Amazon and I looked, and the reviews were horrendous for this yeah. thing, except, except for Tyrion. Tyrion gave it a good review. Oh, oh did he? <laughs> There's a Tyrion on there, yeah. I did not see that review. But uh, but people were really bashing it, so it just piqued my interest even more. It's like, you know, it's like, I what, don't what, get what 
how you can bash it. it. It gives you exactly what it says it is. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. I I think that's the I think that's the point. I think a lot of people were like, oh, a new George R. R. Martin book. Oh, it's about Tyrion. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. And then they got it, and it's just a book with nothing but a quote per page, and it's just a Tyrion quote on every single page. Um, there's a few illustrations, and uh, and that's about it. And I think people. Um, were were thinking it was probably something else, but but knowing that's what it was, getting it like I, I it is what it said it was, and it's a yeah. nice little coffee table book. I think um, I leave it on my coffee table, and people come in and they flip through it, and they're like, "Oh, this goofy little book," and there's some fun quotes in there, and other ones you're like, "Why did they even put that one in there?" But it's you know, it's a little conversation piece. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I mean we're keeping it real. I think getting it as a gift is great. But would I have bought it myself? I don't think so. Like it's it's great to have it in your collection. But other than for people I say like maybe who just are TV viewers and haven't seen all these material before because it's not really spoilery. That's spoilery. Although I haven't really analyzed it that way. That might be good. It's not. Really, I don't think it's worth buying, but it's nice having. That's that's what I would say about it. Yeah, it seems reasonable. Yeah. It's fun because it's uh, my group of friends is mixed. Some have read all the books and some are just watching the show. And the people who are just watching the show, they pick it up and they'll flip to a page and they'll start reading something. And they'll be like, oh, no, that's Dance with Dragons. Oh, I can't read that. And they like throw the book away. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't think that quote's giving anything away. Uh, you know, I think it, you, there's probably a good drinking game in this book. We just have to figure <laughs> it out. There are good illustrations. It, I like some of the sketches in here. Yeah, they're really um, there's fun little illustrations by Jonty Clark. I think he does a nice little job. They're not, uh, they're just it just looks like pencil sketches. Um, mm. uh, I mean, I don't want to excuse me my artistic terminology. I'm not too not too I don't I don't have too much knowledge on, so I hope that's not insulting saying they're sketches. But um, they're not colored or anything, and they're uh, they're ugly little Tyrians doing goofy things. So. Um, that's well, this is a Joffrey nice. one that is good. When Joffrey on the privy, that was pretty funny. I don't know if you've seen that one. What page? Oh, oh, was that Joffrey? I just flipped through briefly. I thought uh, Terry. That was yeah. Ter- uh, Tywin sitting on his. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's page one hundred five. It's he's saying my nephew is not fit to sit on a privy, let alone the Iron Throne. Mm. It's pretty funny. That is funny, Ashley. If you do think of a drinking game for it, you should let everybody know. Yes, it'll probably. Sorry, I'm just I'm getting it out right now. Um. Hold on one sec. Although there is this picture I just flipped to. Um, the quote is, My father threw me down a well the day I was born, but I was so ugly that the water witch who lived down there spat me back. And there's a picture of a naked Tyrion flying out of a well with water all about him. What page and I is can't that? tell if there's a droplet of water between his legs or his penis. And <laughs> I just turned to that, and I'm like, oh, God, what's going on? So Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. So somehow it's got inv- got to involve rolling dice and picking a page, and then after that I haven't gotten beyond that point. But it'll come to me. Oh, that makes sense. You could have each you'd have each quote have some different. Just thing. get it ready by the Ice and Fire conventions. So you can... <laughs> yeah, just bring the book there. They'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's something like guessing which which book it's from. I don't know. But you know, like after seeing this, and we talked about it, and actually somebody, I mean, the history of Westeros group has, has done this, like gone through some of the quotes of Stannis. But I think it'd be cool to get the Stannis in, in a book if you're going to get this book. That'd be funny. Wait, oh, you I want love a book of Stannis. Yeah. You want the wit and wisdom Stannis of Stannis Baratheon? Yeah. yeah. Stannis is sassy. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know about wit and Stannis. Is I mean, you could just put just like the Baratheon brothers or something. It's like quotes from the Baratheon brothers. I'll put all three in the book. That'd be funny. Oh, it'd just all be that, that treating before the battle. 
Oh, he's got some good lines. Yeah, he's got some good lines. He does. When, Plus, when he, he could sketch it in the, the style. It'd be cool. So. When he sends Gilly away because this is not King's Landing. Yeah. <laughs> he's funny. I actually, I, Stannis has a great sense of humor. Stannis is often hilarious. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> but, you, can't, you can't fully tell if he's laughing on the inside or not, but he comes out really funny. Because he could be. Yeah. It's just a, such a straight face. So. I know. Yeah. That's the thing. He's not intentionally hilarious, right? He's unintentionally hilarious. I think some, some, sometimes he's got to be knowing what he's saying. Like, that's the thing. Sometimes like, it's just really complicated, which is good. It's good to have. Even, even, your, even the humor, it's complicated. <laughs> mm. But yeah, thanks to Greg again for sending this to us. And I think he's going to be at the convention this year. I think oh. he is going to be at the Ice and Fire Con, I believe. You should swing by a restaurant of the Mind Books and check it out. Yes. Um, it's, uh, what is it? ROTMbooks.com. All right. So we got covered the book. I guess we're going to jump into the chapter. Do that chapter. Yeah, let's do it. So what we're doing is Aria Nine from A Clash of Kings. If you want to try to give us a summary, Lee, we should give the guests an opportunity. Oh, uh, sure. Give me just one second. Sure. <laughs> um, all right. So the summary. This is an Aria chapter in Harrenhal. Uh, the the gate. The chapter starts with Aria talking to Hot Pie when the front gate opens, as signified by two loud horn blasts. Um, she goes to see what's happening. Vargo and the Brave Companions have returned with a large number of prisoners, um, all of whom they've captured from Lord Roos Bolton. Um, the captives have uh, two big names, uh, Frey, Aenys Frey, who I think is in Winterfell in Dance with Dragons, um, and Robert Glover. Um, Amory Lorch sends him down to the dungeon, and... After Arya, and then Arya decides it's time to escape. She runs to see Gendry, asks him for help. He refuses. They have a fight um, because Gendry doesn't really want to leave Harrenhal anymore. So she goes, sulks, finds Jacken, and names him in order to get him to help her rescue the Northmen, um, which after she names him, he does. Um, there's all the stuff with the soup. Brave companions are rescued. Uh, and Arya figures, sort of discovers, sort of figures out that the Brave Companions had been planning on betraying uh, Amory Lorch and capturing Harrenhal for Roose Bolton. Um, so she rescues everybody, then Jacken changes his face, gives her the coin, leaves forever. And the next morning, everyone names her uh, Weasel Soup, and she ends up as Nan Roose Bolton's cup holder. Excellent. Good summary. Oh, better than I've ever done. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're fired. I'm, I'm gone. Later, guys. Peace later. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, I want to ask a question. In just generally, overall, I'm, I'm pretty sure I didn't get it the first time I had read this chapter in the past. Like, did you get that they that they were planning to from the very like the captives coming in was all was all, all part of a plan to take over Harrenhal? Like, did you get no. that? No, I, I didn't just... even know it. Reading it last night. Yeah. <laughs> It yes. took me like till the third reread maybe to see that and be like, oh, this was planned all along. Yeah, I didn't. What? Wait. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. All right. All right. Because I was going to ask you guys. I was like, how did this all work out with the things? But that's this makes much more sense now. Yeah. Um, did you so Ashley or sorry? Did you notice like when you were reading that this was like all it was they were planning to take over it from like the captives coming in weren't really captives. It was all a plan. Or no. It, it, it. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's just as shocked as I am. Yeah. Right? Well, I didn't get it the first time I read either. I'm, I'm like back down, but this wait, time that, was... that that wait, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they, I guess... they were. 
I'm yeah. sorry. I... What? Right. <laughs> okay, just it. Let's think about this. Okay. Should we, should we give the evidence right now, or should we? Yeah, let's go. Let's go let's, into this. Let's dive let's in it first. See. Let's go, I mean. Uh, let's see. When, when they come in, or, or Lee, if you see stuff as well, I'm trying to see where. Yeah, sure. But uh... well, they come in and they're all very thoroughly bandaged. Like very, she says that they're all very wounded. But then when she goes to see them in the dungeons, uh, there's a note about how none of them look as hurt as they did before. Okay. Um, there's also Robert Glover has a line. I'll have to find it in my actual book copy. But you see, like I think he says, like we were well, the two lines. One, one is like he kind of expects better treatment. Uh, like and then they get thrown in jail, but they don't get their arms or legs like chopped off or whatever. Like Arya yeah. is that. And then the key, there's a key line somewhere where, where Glover says like, "We didn't see you when when you came to Bolton's camp." That like, yeah. So like they came to Bolton's camp to like negotiate. Now who who did? Uh, uh bloody muscles. Yeah, Hode himself actually, right? I think Hode, Hode himself. Uh, okay. Yeah, he says Glover says that to Rorge, Biter, and uh, Jacken when they when they open the cell. Robert says, "Are you guys part of the Brave Companions?" Um, and Rorge says, "Like we are now." Okay. Um, so Rorge and Biter were never part of this plan. They no. were just convinced by Jacken to expedite the plan. Yeah, well, I guess. Thing, it's basically it's ironic that Arya spent her wish like it was a waste to do all this whole thing because they were going to take it over anyways. Like it was kind of a it was just like it. What she did he was had not another necessary. wasted thing. Yeah. Okay. Unless, how are they? Do we know how they were going to do it? Well, they were just going to sneak. They basically were going to do it the way they did it now. They were going to wait till like the Lannisters are drunk or something, and then just let them out of jail and kill them. Unless the only reason it makes a difference is Hope changed his mind and decided not to go along with the plan, which you know, maybe he would have done that. Then, then it was important. Yeah, forced his hand, but I, I think it was going to happen either way. Yeah, I was a bit confused how Roose Bolton got to Harren House so quickly mm. after everything. Yeah, but like, um, why would he be just outside there? Which exactly. Right. He would just kind of be waiting outside the gates. Like, uh, I know he wasn't that close, but because uh, it didn't seem like there was much time between uh, the prisoners being freed and Roose Bolton arriving. Yeah, but I guess yeah. that fits that as well. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that as, as a point, but I think that adds on to it. But I think it's it's pretty much like the thing that seals it is Robert's quote. He's, he's saying that you weren't there when Hold came, came to our camp. Like, why would he come to our camp wow. when, when they, if they were wow. ca- captured in battle? Right? I, I cannot believe i completely missed that i've <laughs> never even heard anyone else bring it up before interesting yeah I, it's one of those things that's sort of like it it's important once you realize it but it's not the kind of thing that like people talk about as a super exciting thing they've figured out yeah it's just one of those facts that kind of makes everything make more sense but yeah. if you don't think about it like you can still continue on with the story as if nothing I think that's different. Yeah, exactly. because because I I thought that the the mummers had just switched sides. I mean, the first time I read it, they just switched sides because that was a prudent thing to do, right? This castle was yeah. and then yeah, I was just yeah, I was under the, yeah exactly. Was I was under the impression that Jaken <laughs> convinced Rorgan Biter to help him free these prisoners. The prisoners took over the castle, and then Vargo Hoet, um, siding with uh, the winning side, was like, oh yeah, you know, I'll be on this side, of course. Yep. Although it's also been built up that Hoet doesn't like. Armory Lorch, like they already yes. have that hate there, so that gives a motivation for sending it up. Yeah, and yeah. I think he was probably still worried about the whole Jamie thing. Probably. Oh, well. Yeah, like think about it. He cuts off he cuts off Jamie's hand, and Jamie is the son yeah, when of. When does he cut off Jamie's hand, though? Well, when he, when he captures Jamie later, he captures Jamie Jamie later on. Yeah. But like he captures Jamie and immediately chops off his hand while he has Robert Glover and like 150 Northmen, and he doesn't hurt any of them at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and Arya himself, Arya herself mentions that it's like, why aren't they doing anything to the prisoners? Like, they, they would, all the stories where they would be like 
hurting them, right? So yeah. Okay, well, what else do we have in this chapter? We have Kyle's favorite animal. The Zorses are in here. Oh, those freaking Zorses, man. <laughs> I was reading this last night, and I was like, the yeah. Zor- Zorses, Zorses enter the castle. Yeah. Like, God damn it. I did not, what? the first, like, five times I read this book, I didn't see anything about Zorses. And now Zorses are in every chapter I read. <laughs> Wait, is this another thing I've completely missed? Yeah, uh, one of the, some of the brave companions ride Zorses. What are they? Are they like zebra horses? Yes, yeah. there's zebra yeah. horses. There's some sort of magical zebra horses that yeah. I apparently <laughs> know nothing about. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just shows like the bloody mummers, uh, like their SO's connections and being different because they also stripped the dead of the of their like weapons and clothes and like valuables and stuff. It's kind of like the Ironborn. Then they're not like the mainland culture where that would be frowned upon. Yeah. Although everyone kind of does it. I mean, all the poor people <laughs> do that after the battle, but I mean, the lords aren't. I'm pretty sure uh, grave robbing is a thing. It's very common, but I mean, like, Rob wouldn't be doing it, right? Rob and his guys technically wouldn't be doing it. Maybe, maybe like, their very low underlings might be doing it. But yeah, their men probably would. They can't smile on it. Like, it's... So what about the bear? Do they uh, do they have yeah. a plan for him? Why did they capture a bear in the woods? What's up with that? They feed Amory Lorch to him. True, but did they? Is that why they brought him to? Harry I think Hill? it's good to have a bear. For you. <laughs> <laughs> they need to entertain the man. They have a bear, bear on hand just in case. You got to entertain <laughs> the brave companions somehow. I guess so. <laughs> um, I also I was thinking. Uh, Ashley said this a minute ago. You're right. This means that all three of Arya's wishes are wasted. Ugh. So it's it's even more like support for what you always say. I mean that. Like, the wish is too powerful. George couldn't have let her really use any of them. And in the end, he didn't. None of them do anything. She kills two completely meaningless people, and she causes, she sort of precipitates uh, the switching of a castle that was already going to happen anyway. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah, she puts herself, in, here's, here's the thing, when I was looking at wish again, I was trying to think, like, because the last wish she could have used to, like, as a revenge wish, but she was trying to use it as an escape wish, which is, I guess, more productive for herself. Try to use yeah. it for her own means rather than just get revenge on somebody. So that's an interesting way that she went at it. But, I mean, it did put her in the position to be in close contact with Bruce Bolton, because that wouldn't have happened yeah. otherwise. Yeah, and I, I do feel like her, she actually thought about the final wish. Yeah. She was like, okay. I can free yeah, I these can... men. I can take this castle. I just need to figure that out. So, like, she actually thought about the third one. It just happened that she was missing a very significant piece of the puzzle. Yeah, she was. Well, I also think it's that third one that got Jake to give him the, her the coin. Him, her yeah, tricking him into yeah. like the last name. I think that's what's that what made him think this girl's got potential. Yeah. But I ask you, did how did she know? that that was going to be his reaction. Like, what if she was like Jake and Hagar, and he was like, all right, and slit his own throat. Like, what? that would have she been terrible. Been, nope. <laughs> she would have like, been What no was she thinking? Was she, did she have enough mm-hmm. logic to go, oh, he's not going to kill himself, so he's going to offer me something else. So he's going to offer to help me so that we can become friends, and then I would never kill my friend. And that just seems like a, a, few, uh, a few steps beyond logical reasoning there. Like, what? I think what exactly was like, she thinking? Well, I, I think that... Um, okay, you go ahead first. No, no, say it. Go for it. Well, I think in her mind, it would have been... Well, he would have tried to at least debate it with her, and in yeah. that case, she would have been like... just She would have still done it out of spite. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think she was basically like, well, either you're going to give me what I want, or you're going to die, because she's a kid, and <laughs> she's a murdery kid. Kind of a psychopathic kid. kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, she'd already got mad at the gods even at that point, right? She was just pissed off. So, yeah, but it, was, but it was a good move, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, she has like a blacksmith moment too, I think. She's like staring at his abs or something. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she's like, oh, he's so strong. <laughs> no, but yeah, like even in the scene with Gendry, she's like, fine, I don't want you coming with me. You're the reason we got caught anyway. Like, she's 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 not that sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's seen her yeah, here we go. She watched the, the play of muscles in his chest. It's like, <laughs> the, the show just adapted that directly. That was funny. <laughs> and we love it for it. <laughs> you guys you needed something, right? <laughs> yep. It's like scraps that you get, probably. But... All those boobs around, we need, we need some pecs, thank you. There you go. There you go. Not some old man pecs, either. What, Picel doesn't do it for you? Yeah, Maester Aerobics is doing it for you? <laughs> Arya's just she just she's just out of control but like, I mean even with like the food she's like let's just spit in the food and give it to Sir Armas she just like, doesn't care she's just like you can't taste spit <laughs> yeah she's scary and she steals the tart for herself so this isn't the first time we've met Shagwell is it? it might be we might have heard his name before when the brave companions were described but it's it's the first time he gets any kind of fleshing out okay because he becomes a significant piece in Feast yeah, he's a big part of Brienne's story. Yeah, he's the reason she's walking around so much. Because yeah. everybody's like, oh, you're looking for a jester? All right, well, I saw one. Um, which never clicked for me as well, reading that. No, I never I never figured it out. But, uh, is you know Shagwell what? the one on the Zorse? <laughs> Does it say? He is. I hate I him know. even more. <laughs> Um, oh. So tell me, we don't, we still don't know why, how, why Jaken was thrown in the black cells back in King's Landing. Because he wanted to be there. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> here we go. Well, we don't know for sure why he was in the black cells. Oh. He was um, definitely there on purpose, though. And we don't know why Rogue and Biter just don't openly kill him either. Well, I think they're because just, they're afraid of they're him. Scared of him. No, but, no, but they're I, scared of him like badly. But that, yes, okay, scared of him. But why is what I'm asking? <laughs> because he's Jaken. He's scary. <laughs> so what? So if he changes your face, like it melts off and changes to something else, that's probably well, scary. Did he enough. change his face? Maybe he did. Like that's what scared him. Either either that or he has some other abilities that Maybe he's like the scarecrow in Batman. And he does he has like weird hallucinogens and he freaked yeah. out Origin Biner. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I always just thought about was so cool about them, that these guys are scared of him. Like, yeah. like you gotta be scared of this guy if these guys Oh yeah, I think it's really cool. I j I'm just curious. I just I wonder why. What what happened? do you think we're ever gonna know? We might. This chapter also really reinforces how scary Origin Biter are. Like oh, when yeah. they help when they help Jock and break everybody out, like Spider yeah, like is carrying two boiling and... kettles. Yeah, exactly. When yeah. they're like, Oh, Arya and, and, and Jaken carried one and then Rorg like was barely able to lift one and then Biter just comes along and grabs two of them. Yeah. And even, even though it's like gloves. breaking his fingers off, he's yeah. like, oh, I don't care. Like, <laughs> it's just blood and cheese part two. Like, yeah. told, I've, I've told you guys, that, I even said in the last episode, actually, but I don't really repeat myself, but b- the basic backstory of Biter basically being raised and thrown into pits to fight animals. By yeah, Rorge. he was a, Rorge was a dog fighter, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah. Reminds me of that Jet Li movie. Yeah. Was that one? Where he's yeah. chained animal fighter. yeah it's a cage or something like that right we, 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 it's like we're just cycling we're saying like the same thing that we said before because we oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you get like six years of podcasting but uh, he even knows so, that like okay. he knows who uh she is my lady of stark too so that's yeah he does Declan, so. how does he figure that out i you know what this reread i have decided for sure that he maybe i don't know why he came to her in hall but the reason he's staying is to test her yeah because it's it's the only thing that makes sense, especially with the like uh like 
knowing that he would know that the castle's about to change hands, right? I don't think he would have killed himself if she hadn't asked him for the switch of the castle. I think it was just a test. He was interested to see what she'd yeah. do. I think so. I think like he's just testing her ability. Like, yeah, it's part of his test, right? I think. Yeah. Do you think, that's how the, the, do you think that's how the faceless men recruit new members? They give them three three deaths and see what they do with it. That's interesting. I think so. Idea, yeah. Maybe we'll, if we find if we hear something about I'm that later, sure. then we'll know. That, that seems like an awfully uh, circumstantial setup. I mean, that yeah. how often can situations like that arise? Hey, you never know. Yeah. It's a good recruiting ground for assassins. Maybe this is his personal method. He just does it that way. <laughs> He's a bad. Uh... What do you think Jacob would have done if he ever made if uh, if Yorin and a- or, uh, Amory Lorch hadn't had the battle and he had made it to the wall? <laughs> oh wow, he would have left. Yeah, he, he, it depends. It's, it's like if he was there on purpose, then he probably could get out on purpose. If he was there like accidentally, then maybe he would have. He gives John three wishes. I mean, even if he gets dragged all the way to the wall, he can change his face. He, yeah. I mean, if anyone can yeah. escape from the wall, he can. Yeah. Oh yeah. He just cha- goes to Eastwatch, changes his face, hops on some bravo. Well, here's ballers. an idea: he takes off the black clothes and puts on some colors. Exactly. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> dun dun dun. Hmm. Yeah, he's just such a fascinating character. Yeah. But there's just so like he is and he isn't to me because I mean, yes, it's he's cool. He's this he's so unique. He's uh you know, Tom Bombadil, he's so powerful and you know, he just doesn't care about the happenings of the world and everything. But but on the other hand, like we know so little about him that I'm just kinda like, All right, yeah, he was like whatever in the story. But we know what he does later though. He still he still has an effect later. Do you think he kills Balon? That I don't know for sure if, if he's the one to do it, but I do know he's the guy who took out Pate. He's definitely the one who took out Pate, but I think he killed Balon, too. Because I think, like, you know, it's sort of the same way. He could take a quick yeah. detour to the Iron it's just, Islands. It's but... just how did the, I mean, did, did, did Euron, how did Euron figure out the timing to show up a day later if the guy's going by himself? Unless they met up somewhere and he brought him over. Like, it just seems like it would have been the timing is off. What would be the point of him killing Balon? I mean, Euron hired it, right? Euron caused it. Euron hired Jaken? Like he's a faceless man. We don't know which faceless man did it. Yeah. So wait, how do we know this? Because it's definitely it's... true. There's a because <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> true. Thank you, Lee, for that very. <laughs> we learned we learned in the side chapter about sources. <laughs> no, but I, I just somewhere somewhere there's a vision. Like somebody gives a vision somewhere that shows a man without a face throwing ba- on a bridge with Balon. Really? So okay. a man without yeah. a face is a faceless man. So it's weird because in my head I always connect um, the three leeches. Um, mm. So in my head, I feel like if Jaken was the one who killed Balon, he would also have to been the one who killed Joffrey and Renly. No, that's definitely just Melisandre being a drama queen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she's just showing off. <laughs> well, I mean, I- even if Melisandre somehow caused it, which I don't think, it doesn't mean that like then the God wouldn't use Jaquen to do it. It's just like that's like the tool. Interesting. Happening, but I don't think that was. It. But uh, it, uh, we know a faceless man took out Balon. We just don't know if it was him. Like I, I could believe it was him, but it just the timing is so tricky that that he he did it and then Euron shows up a day later. Unless they, do we they know that up. Euron hired a faceless man? Is that said anywhere? That's, it's well, pretty obvious. That's not by chance, right? He has to know that he's about to die. Well, I mean. He, he was exiled. Like he was yeah. never to return, and until the yeah. guy died, and he showed up a day later. So, so you're just kind of linking suspicious. the two, but with no, no one's ever said anything like that. 
I think somebody, yeah. basically, somebody thought what I'm basically saying, but no one has confirmed it. Yeah, like one of the characters thought is like, well, he showed up a day later after. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like it's very circumstantial evidence, but it's yeah. pretty overwhelming circumstantial evidence. It would never hold up in court. Exactly. Exactly. That's why no yeah. one's actually come out and accused them directly. Well, in the Supreme Court of Westeros, in my but oh, good point. Good point. <laughs> that was a little far fetched for me. I'm I'm a believer in coincidence, but you know, I can see where that. Um, I could see where that makes sense. Yeah, interesting. And I do remember the line where, like, a faceless man throws a king off a bridge or whatever, or yeah. however that went. I do remember reading that. Mm. Well, what we do know for sure is that he's that he's the guy who took Pato because his face matches the description, I believe, right? Yep. Well, you never know. Maybe that's. I mean, it's definitely that face, so it's definitely faceless men. But maybe the faceless men can all use the same faces. Yeah, but yeah. you have to go all the way back to Bravos or to trade it off or something. Yeah, is he carrying like a bunch of skins on it on him or something? No, no. But, but the thing is, they're all the like the faces are actual faces that they use. They yeah. just yeah, they, have to. Uh, the faces are all dead people, right? So he'd have to tra- give if the, if it was another faceless man, he'd have to meet up with them and give them the face. Then the fair thing enough. Sense. The fair only enough. one can use it at a time, I believe, right? I guess from from what I read, it they, they can oh. only one person. Is it one at a time or only one? Space. Well, it's a, it's an actual mask that they yeah. put on, so yeah. there's not multiples of the same mask. Yeah. Okay, but right. that's how that's how Arya does it. Jockin just waves a hand in face. front of his face. We don't True, know. True, but I, I... <laughs> we don't know if it gets more elegant. I guess. <laughs> so yeah, that's like the, the the easier ways with the mask. But if you're like hardcore, you can just. But I, I think it, it's it's. I mean, why would it be some other guy? The way it's described, it should be him. And that, that's True. So. Yeah, I feel like having multiple faceless men is just gonna go crazy. We just need one. The thing is, how That's long was he in the jail, though? Is the question. If, if he knows about the whole dragon thing, like, does he hear about it and of his own will go there, or does he have like a candle in his pocket and he like communicates with Essos and like gets new instructions? Maybe he's spying on Varys. Maybe. Hmm. No, I feel like he has an overarching mission, and. Yeah, it seems um, to be dragon related because he goes to paid and he's getting information yeah. there on the dragon. Just like he says in this chapter, he's like, a man can't fly, but he puts one foot in front of another, and eventually, yeah, he's where he needs to be. And he know? says he has stuff to do, right? He's got, he's got, uh, yeah, duties, <clears throat> his duties too. So he's, oh yeah, maybe he... he was hanging out in King's Landing to hear information, and uh, when shit hits the fan, he sneaks off to the dungeon, which is probably a pretty pr- pl- safe place to be, since no one's gonna. Kill people who are already captured. Yeah, true. true. I, I I still don't get why why he'd have to just go in the dungeon. He can change his face. He can just go somewhere. And just like why would he put himself in dungeon on purpose? I don't know. I think maybe he just got unlucky. Like he was sitting in a bar and then a bunch of guys threw him in jail or something. Well, he he um, the faceless men are somehow re- re- involved with Relore, right? Yeah. No. No. Not wait. necessarily. No. They they know of him. Like he swears it by fire, but he swears it by the other gods as well. Okay. Because I mean, when he he does the deaths, the death is you know you took this death, you owe that death. Um, well, that because the does, fire he, was burning. Right? But he does yeah. mention Relor at some point. Yeah, he, he mentions the red god. Yeah. yeah specifically, but, at one okay. point before before this point, there was a mention of the red god. Yeah. Which, yeah. Because I know we discussed this when in the show he mentioned Relor, and we were all like, "What? Well, Why is he he ta- what's he talking often. about Relor?" And then we yeah. went and we actually found that in the book as well yeah it was it was the red god he said specifically i'm okay. pretty sure um yeah. so if think, if, if there's some somebody who can read the fires like a hundred times better than melisandre it's possible that they could plan out all these mm-hmm. plot points 
Yeah, like, I don't think he's uh, necessarily though. Like, I mean, even though he mentions Relor, he does. That's not one of the death gods technically, mm. unless Relor. Well, I, I think. Is. Well, Relor is a one god, so they, yeah. you know, anyone who worships him would consider him a death god as well as those. Exactly, and I mean, oh, you, even the, oh, both life and death. Interesting. Yeah. You sacrifice yeah. people to Relor, which makes him in some ways a god of death. He's clearly a very like and and fire itself. Like he could just be saying the red god talking about. Fire, like yeah, you know, that part like, for sure. When when the thing was burning down, it was because it was fire, and he's talking about that. But we're just saying, like in general, is is he one of the god? Is he one of like the death gods that he's serving? I don't know. I think he just serves death. I think that sometimes Relor, and or or maybe he has the same like respect for the power of fire as like someone like look up the many faced god thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's a complicated question. Westeros many theology. faces is it <laughs> worshipped by the worst, uh, faceless men? See, like, because in Cahor they had the black goat. I think you mentioned this actually before. Like, and, and mm-hmm. but, like the Relor people fight the black goat, right? Or they just consider him a demon. So I don't. Oh, it's it's the storm god they don't like. Let's see. I don't know. This is interesting stuff. Yeah. I think it was F. T. Ward who was on our forums talking about gods and elements and how they might be related. Because he's saying about sea and air and even him of fire. There might be a more elemental thing going on. Yeah, well, I, I actually, well, when I was rereading this chapter, the whole and even fire struck me as an odd turn of phrase. Like, yeah. what does it mean, and even fire? Like, <coughs> he holds it in a different regard? I don't know. There's nothing, nothing else to it, so we can't really speculate, but yeah. I don't know. Something's going on with the Red God. Yeah. Well, we also got more food uh, descriptions as well. Well, they got <laughs> so. <laughs> Tart. That's just such a. When Arya steals the tart, that's such a thoughtless, careless thing to do. Like well, it's that's just the thing. She doesn't have any any concept of cause and effect for the people around her. This no, is why that's... when people get upset about Micah's death and always blame Sansa, I turn around and say, "Well, what about Arya? She's the one who yeah. attacked the crown prince in front of yeah. a commoner. What yeah, like, did she think was going to happen?" Sansa would never do. Like even let's say for whatever reason, Sansa's hanging out with some commoner. And then some conflict starts. Sansa would is smart enough not to antagonize someone when there's yeah. someone helpless around. Like I, I love Arya and I love Sansa both, but like that sort of like carelessness is extremely. It's actually they're both kind of careless about other people around them. But the the way that Arya like just sort of spits at the consequences. She's is a sort wild of, wolf, right? She's got the wild yeah. wolf thing. Well, she doesn't realize that she could get hot pie killed for that. Yeah. Yeah. She get herself killed for that. Like there was no reason to do that. I guess it's it's one of the reasons people like her. It's so charming because she's like she's like a rogue and she's stealing the tarts. But it's like you got to think about the fact that like how shitty would she feel or how shitty would she we hope she'd feel if she got hot pie killed over a stolen or a spat upon tart. Like yeah. Mm. You know what I was looking for in this chapter was uh, having read Princess of the and the Queen. I was trying to see if there was uh, any marks in the weirwood tree. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah, but I couldn't couldn't find it. I mean, this, this would be really setting it up. Like he would have had to think like in ten years or whatever I'm going <laughs> for this. Uh, so there's not there's nothing obvious. The only thing that's interesting though is because it, it seems like the weirwood face is really angry and she's wondering if like gods can be hurt too and it's full of hate. So I guess you could tie it together and be it's angry about being slashed thirteen times or whatever. Whatever times, but yeah. it's not quite there, unfortunately. Or maybe Harrenhal's just always been a scary, nasty place. It certainly seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is not the marks aren't there. I didn't see them anyways. So. Yeah. But that makes sense. Can you imagine that Harrenhal sounds awful? The day yeah. it gets completed, Aegon lands and goes and burns a place. 
Yeah. It's just nothing but death from there on out. I mean, it was built by the Ironborn. Like, what else do you need to know? Yeah. It was? Well, yeah. Uh, for them, anyways, uh, yeah. I'm sure they brought people who were skilled at building things because they're not to do it. Yeah. I mean, Harrenhal was built by the Ironborn? Yeah, Harren the Black was um, the king of the Ironborn. He'd conquered all the Riverlands. Oh, I never realized that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they got screwed over bad by the Targaryens, the Greyjoys, and just the Ironborn in general. I mean, the Greyjoys weren't in power, right? Harren wasn't a Greyjoy, was he? No, he wasn't. Something else, yeah. yeah. Ugh, Greyjoys. <laughs> <laughs> right, I almost done. Is there anything else that we got in here? Sources. Oh, well, we have uh, we have Mimi's favorite character, Anus. <laughs> Anus he's Frey. The, you're right. He's, he's in Winterfell later on. He's one yeah. Of the, he's the big bully, it? right? Is he a big bully? Um, there's two. There's one guy's one guy who's like I think he might be the more tactical one. And the other guy's the big fighter. Like this, the two Freys. One of them is the, like the general type, and one is just like a good fighter. But uh, hmm. I think I was very oh. confused the first time I ever read this. Getting the black, the brave companions and the bloody mummers mixed up before realizing they were the same people. Mm. Yeah, you have to kind of two names. Yeah. Yeah, I think for I, I think my whole first read, possibly my second, I'm like, where's the other group? Mm. And wh- <laughs> what happened to those? What? What? But, I literally um, don't think I put that together until you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I always thought like, oh, the brave companions. Maybe that is that like. That's that's another gang, and the Bloody Mummers is Vargo Hoed. I always put that together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the Brave Companions. They're like, oh, that's a different group. But like, is the Brave Companions Gregor and his gang? No, that's not it. Um, and then for a while, I thought the Brave Companions were like a Roose Bolton gang. Hmm. And that didn't they they count for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you think of? Go ahead, yeah. Before the first half of Princess and the Queen, um, I thought that the Sea Viper was someone from Dorne. Hmm. Before I realized, yeah. oh wait, they haven't even conquered it yet. <laughs> wait, the sea viper? So the um, sea snake, you mean? Yeah. Sea snake, yeah. that's it. Oh, yeah, Dorne's not not in there at all. They're just, I mean, which makes sense, right? But hey, maybe they did get involved in the end. We don't know. They might, they might no, have sent some, some sort of force to do something. Um, where is this? So, what do you think about Gendry's uh? thing when he's like I, I might as well just stay here it doesn't matter who I work with and it seems pretty like, kind of realistic overall although he, the people there are, are worse than general I don't know it makes if he sense means from his perspective. oh yeah I always thought he was just sort of like mad at Arya and didn't want to like kill people and was using this as an excuse because like he's smart enough to know that this is a more dangerous castle than average well I'm, but, not, I'm not sure that he he's you know he's they've been across the the Riverlands and whatnot, and it just started seeing all the fighting and everything. I think he's just gotten cynical. True. Mm. Yeah, and, and more dangerous. I mean, let's think about his life for a second. Uh, down in near Flea Bottom, I'm sure he witnessed probably at least one murder per day. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he gets a little older, and all of a sudden, here comes the hand of the king coming after him and checking him out and observing and then there's gold cloaks around and then there's another and then the hand dies and then there's another hand and there's people this and then the queen tries to have him murdered and like I don't know if he really goes oh well Harrenhal is more dangerous than the other places I've lived in my life <laughs> fair enough like, yeah and it's like risky it's pretty... to try to escape there's a huge risk there so. yeah he's probably like oh my god I have this giant um uh, what's where do you call what a blacksmith works in? Forge, forge. foundry. This giant forge, yes, this giant forge. 
Um, I mean, it Harren must Hall be massive, the, ha- the forge in Harrenhal. He must be like a kid in a candy store. Like, oh, I'm in the middle of a war. I've got this giant forge. All these different armies are coming through. They're all going to need weapons. He's like, this is looking like a de- decent place. They're not going to kill me. I'm a valuable commodity. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, and he mentions that. I mean, the guy who was working there got through a lot of it. Although, I mean, the, I just remember that some people were getting like their legs, feet chopped off later on. Like, yeah, well, but, but maybe they wouldn't have done it with him. Hopefully, he's got to make some iron feet for him then. <laughs> I'm sure this. Yeah, I, I have two final comments. One is uh, just even you know, Jacqueline's a, an assassin. He has a very interesting idea about death stuff because he keeps blaming Arya. He's like, "You're an evil child, and you should be get bloody." Like, he seems like even though he's like an assassin, he doesn't. It doesn't necessarily come cheaply to him, or he, he still sees the effect of death. I don't know. Oh, I thought he was just teasing her. He's just teasing? I didn't... He yeah. He's like flirting. He's like, here, have some blood in your shirt. Yeah. Honestly, I, I kind of think it's all just part of this, like, he's testing her. He's trying to see how yeah. hard her stomach is. I completely... How strong her stomach is, I guess. But they're not really supposed to take, like, joy or, like, in what they do. Cause they're not supposed to do it for revenge or that kind of thing, right? They're supposed to just be contract... Yeah, it's just a transaction with the gods, you know? Yeah. So, okay. That's the business. Final point is when they meet Roose Bolton, and uh, he's talking about, like, she's going to be doing the leeches for him, and his squire is, like, too afraid to do it. I think that squire is actually supposed to marry Arya and then gets cancelled like that. Yeah, it is. It's, is um, it Frey? Yeah. yeah. It's Elmer Frey. <laughs> Elmer Frey? <laughs> he just goes on about how he was supposed to marry a princess. Yeah. <laughs> she's like right beside him it's like the princess in the back or whatever yeah. so and then what is Arya's like I hope your princess dies I think yeah. she says to him she says that later. a lot of people have taken that to mean that Arya's gonna die yeah. Wait, she say that too? lines like that too yeah this is later on when they find out this is like uh, Storm of Swords I guess right oh okay and who does she say your princess is gonna die to the guy who's supposed to marry her like okay. this Elmer guy, she's supposed to marry him, and then they gets called off because of Rob's like whole marriage thing mm. falling apart. And then he's like, "I was supposed to marry a princess," and so she's like, "I hope your princess dies." And that princess was Arya. Oh, so that's setting up there for the irony, kind mm. of yeah, of things as well. So yeah, it's very possible that she might die at the end. Yeah, I've kind of always thought she would, but I really don't want it to happen. Mm. Yeah, you kind of feel like after all the shit that she's gone through, she deserves yeah. like something a little better. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll all, all, all things are open at the end of the series. They might get to the end, but all things are open at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, one final question. What do you think would have happened if she'd uh, revealed herself first to to Robert and then second to Roos? To Robert? If Ro- I think if Robert had believed her, yeah. like it would have been good in the short term, and then she would have died at the red wedding. Yeah, probably. Um, um, but- unless like she got sent somewhere else, but she probably would have been there. I don't think they would have killed her at the Red Wedding. She would have made it hostage. Yeah. What if she was but, stayed behind at uh, River Run? But I mean, she's supposed to marry a Frey. They probably would have had to do a double wedding. Mm, that's true. Well, well, well they'd the have deal, to marry her right away, though. She's kind of young. Right? Although the they deal do. between Tywin and, and Roose yeah. isn't isn't hasn't true. been d- yeah. enacted yet, right? No, it hasn't. Okay. So she would have had a much better chance <laughs> for, for 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 her time. But if the red, we- I mean, the, she doesn't really really affect anything leading up to the red wedding. She's just a person there, unless like she Frey's like happy about still having her married or something, even without Rob, which is a I much more think... reasonable deal than than what he got in the first place. Just yeah. like not very good. I don't think she would have lived through the red wedding though, just because like Walder wanted yeah, Pat yeah. to live through it too. But like, can you see Arya being like mellow as all this violence is going on around her? 
Yeah, but she's a lot more easy to uh, just pick up by the waist and hold her at arm's distance yeah, while she true. <laughs> tries to stab and, and you. And she's more valuable than Kat. Like, yeah, because she can be married. She's yeah. like, Kat's only claim like 30, 32 or yeah, something. That's true. I know, but she has a direct claim to, to Winterfell. Yeah. Like, that's what they get eventually, right? They have Arya marry, they have, quote, Arya marry Ramsey. Yeah. But, I mean, it's also possible, what if she'd stayed with Robert? Like, she could have ended up at White Harbor after, like, chilling with the, chilling with the, um... So it depends, like, how, what, how, like, Robert gets, is Robert gets captured and ransomed, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they probably wouldn't have sent her on to Duskendale on, like, a suicide mission, so... No, wait, Robert, no, I think Robert's, that's Galbert. I think Robert's the one who gets sent north. That's a good question. Let's just see. Through the... Gets sent where... But either way, why would she be sent north? Like, that's also a dangerous mission, right? Or, like, into the swamps? Why would she be sent there? With with the Mormons? The only way to escape the Red Wedding is if she was stayed behind at at River Run. True. But you're right, maybe they would have brought her over just for the double wedding, just to get her married to the Squire, because the Squire is also young as well. Yeah. Robert was the heir, and then he... uh, He's in the camp, and he sent... Yeah, because it, it has to be Robert, right? Because Robert was with Roos, and Roos sends him off to get screwed over. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah. What if she revealed herself to Roos? First of all, if he believes her. I don't know if he believes her. But, like, let's say he reveals herself to Robert, but Roos takes her over. That's more likely than Roos believing her directly, because why would he believe her? It's not the right. time. He might try to just well, do what he did with the fake Arya, like hold her on as a pawn for now. And then. That's scary. Yeah. She's really in a tough spot. Poor Arya. Poor Arya. <laughs> <laughs> no, her best chance was was to stay in Riveron. Let's say if she's been in Riveron, then she'd be there. Uh, then would be with the Blackfish. Then would be under siege. Queen in the North. Mm. Sorry, guys. I'm just reading up on sources. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <clears throat> I apologize for rustling sounds. Oh, you've been rustling. You've been rustling, girl. So you're the rustler. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't know. All right. That's a pretty good chapter recap. Pretty happy. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. About that. It's good. It's... We, we, we were going to do a second chapter, but we're going to save that for when Mimi comes because it's yeah. House of the Undying. The next chapter is House of the Undying. You can't do that without like a good hour at least. Yeah. Oh, man. I yeah. All right, let's see if there's anything else to wrap up in news. I think that's about it. So at the, at the end of this episode, we're going to have the Christmas films, which is good. So Asher will That's fantastic. Song as well. Yes. Uh, and uh, some of them are really good this year. Yeah. I, I was worried for a while. I was like, is this really going to happen again? But suddenly we've got a flurry of yeah, songs. Then, yeah. So. Like everyone participated and shocked me once again. Because it really did shock me last year how so many people did get in on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, that was one of my favorite episodes last year. I'm really looking forward to uh, giving it a listen. Well, you were part of this year's episode, sir. I was not. I wanted to be, but I, I'm not a very good singer. No, you uh, are but... part of this year's episode. <laughs> we used your last year's. Oh. You're, you're our guest. You're yeah, in the Filts episode, sir. Perfect. That's true. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll, I'll record something for next year. It'll have to be an annual tradition. Yeah, Absolutely. I think now two years in a row, it's 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 a we have to do, keep going thing. Yeah. yeah. However, next year we need to get episode. it out. Yeah. yeah, it's not our award maybe, winning. Maybe if we do it again, we'll get we'll we'll win at the podcast awards next time. So. <laughs> yeah, that. Podcast. We can mention that now since Ashley's here. Yeah, the podcast awards were la or Sunday night. Yeah, I believe um, uh, January fifth, yeah. if I'm not yeah. mistaken, and uh, we did not win. Um, I think the the Walking Dead cast, Walking Dead podcast, 
um, won. Congratulations to them. And uh, yeah, but it was uh, it was good. It was cool. It was I did you guys watch here, the live so. stream? <laughs> What's that? I mean, I said I'm glad I didn't send the money like the five hundred dollars to go there. <laughs> the, odds, the odds were low to get it anyways right? well yeah. i heard that uh 10 of the winning nominees weren't even there and um, that's that's a problem with the cost of your thing if they're not there yeah that's yeah. that's that yeah exactly like i would have loved to go on like it's in vegas i for me it's a i can't remember it's yeah, like a four-hour drive so yeah. it's a four to six hour drive and i would have gladly gone to vegas for a weekend and gone to that but but I didn't have Charging the money. your nominees is kind of ridiculous. I, I felt a little yeah. bad because I was like, yeah. if we win, I'm, I'm gonna. F- I felt a little awkward watching it because I'm like, if they say our name, we're not there. Or, ugh, I felt a little weary, but I don't. I didn't have the extra money to go. Because um, the, the Geeky Awards was uh, was reasonably priced, right? Like uh, I don't remember what it was, but like or, I don't know if you got a discount or not. But even the base price was reasonable when you. Went oh to- no! Well, we got. As a nominee, we got two free tickets. Oh, we got in for free. Which yeah. makes sense because you want the winner to be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you, you could charge everyone I, else I kind of you want, feel like, like yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't mean to rag on this award or anything, but I, I kind of feel like the fact that they have 10 nominees and then they charge you for tickets is kind of like a scam. Well, I mean, um, well, it, it's well, a legit award. You need money to years. run a show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, but yeah. but still, like maybe don't have ten nominees, have less, and then give them free entrance. At least they have because it's like one in ten chance, and then you have to pay like it's like half price, but the price is already like high. So well, uh, the thing is, the difference is that this is a weekend long event, and it's it's more of a uh, a business thing. They have. Uh, they have like I don't want to say classes, seminars and stuff where they they help people and they talk to people about how to better monetize your podcast or how to. Oh, how to do okay. This so you, so you get more than just a, a yeah. dinner. True. Yeah. It's, no, it, but the yeah, thing it's is, not like, just the award show. You can't get a ticket just for the awards, kind of, though, or the, just that day, and even that is really expensive. But yeah. that's the thing, like, because I, I, that's what I would have done is just get it for that one day ticket or that one day. But even the, that particular ticket is very well, that, the conference itself is like a thousand bucks or something. Wow. wow! Really? Yeah. What day itself it was? Whatever. Like I think it was like. I think it's. I think hundred dollars was yeah. the cheapest. Yeah. I think about about that. Yeah. And that was like just to get in, just to, to get, get in award show or yeah, just award show and like one other thing maybe. We're not talking about like yeah. hotel costs and things like that. Like the just it's just too much. Hmm. Uh, and so, uh, but I mean, it was, uh, I don't know if you guys watched the live stream, but it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, a lot of people were there like Rob Sestrazino, the survivor, um, the survivor player, he was there, he won. And so he got up and presented Matthew Berry of fantasy football fame, uh, was there as well. And, um, it was funny. I was actually following Matthew afterwards and a lot of people got stuck in Vegas cause so many flights were canceled because of the cold, <laughs> Which would have been cool. I kind of wish I was there and got and got stuck with all these cool people that yeah. I like. Yeah, I mean, there were quite a few people there. But afterwards, the day after, I think I, uh, the podcast tweeted that ten of the winning nominees were not there and how how it was sad. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, it's... there's a reason for that. Things happen for a reason. It doesn't happen yeah. by chance. Is this the saying? So, I would have liked to have been there, but unfortunately, yeah. um, my funds are a little too tight for that at the moment but uh yeah congratulations to the to the it's not the walking dead podcast it's like the dead cast or or the the walking dead cast or um i can't remember what it is shoot um but uh congratulations to them and uh were they there themselves they were i don't know if they were there i'm not sure Hmm. it was funny it was afterwards people were like comparing walking dead to like a song of ice and fire like undead or something or that's funny (laughs) 
But yeah, there's all this backstage stuff for figuring out podcasts. It's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> there's the under the under the seedy underbelly of the podcast world. Yeah, I never thought about it in that much detail. Yeah, the Walking Dead cast at Jason and Karen. Um, yeah, they were the the winners. So congratulations to them out of San Francisco. Yeah, it was. I mean, it just just being on the list was nice. Like the support that we had the nominations. Yeah, so thank everyone. Thank everyone. Thank you, everyone who voted for us daily for like half a month. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. No, well, I think next yeah. year you guys will win. I have faith. <laughs> well, we'll maybe we'll not after they hear this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we keep it real. We keep it real. We're saying our honest opinion. Like, yeah. we're trying to give you fair criticism. You want somebody to suck up to you to win an award, then that's not the way to do it. Oh, mean. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. He's getting feisty. We're the Dornish. We remember we have the vengeance is our house. That's true. <laughs> uh, I, I think if the awards, the voting period took place during the time the season was going, mm. then maybe we'd have a chance. Oh, yeah. Like if, if Game of Thrones was on air, and our listeners always tend to go up at that point, too. So. Well, who knows? Every year you get more and more people. Yeah. Well, and we're also going to submit VOK as well. I mean, or, or VOK has a chance at the Geeky maybe next year because we already won the Geeky. I don't think they're going to. Really no, we can't. We can't can. uh, be entered or go yeah. for that. Again. But VOK can be, right? They've, they've, they've done that. So. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Though I don't know who we VOK send. Get everybody. Send Vic. Right. Yeah, we'd have to send Vic. He lives nearby, anyways. I'm not sure. Does he? I think he lives on the west coast. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hmm, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, we'll have to figure that out. Absolutely. Okay, that's it for for the news that I have here. Other, other than like just for Ashley and Kyle uh, and well and Mimi, like I've I've scheduled you guys in to appear on the Supreme Court of Westeros eventually, so I'll be emailing okay. you. Yeah, answer. just send me an email. I'll answer questions. I don't. You oh. don't even have to tell me what it is. I'll just answer. All right, wrap up. <laughs> I guess we can wrap up the episode. Okay. Um, Wait, who? Did you say Ashley's going to wrap up the episode? Yeah, doesn't matter. I guess Ashley. You can wrap yeah, up. Ashley, I don't think you've ever wrapped up. I, I, don't, I don't know how to wrap it up. No, you're on the spot. Go. Um, thank you for listening to this edition of the podcast of Ice and Fire. Excellent. That I cried. But that's your highlights enough for you. Where can they Perfect, check out Ashley. our stuff? Like, where are we online? Like, what's our stuff? Oh, what? Like, where can they find us online? Oh, you can find us on iTunes and our website. <laughs> What's our website? Really? Have you been? <laughs> and on Twitter and on Facebook, we have those too. Excellent. <laughs> well done, Ashley. Thanks is to our guest today, Lee. Thank you so yes. much. Oh, no, thank you so much for inviting me. It was a real pleasure. Oh, you're welcome on anytime again. So. Oh, no, I, I'll, I would love to. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we got you for a few days because you can't leave your house because it's so cold. It's true. I am frozen into my house. <laughs> you can't even open the door. No. I tried to let the dogs out earlier, and I thought I got frostbite. <laughs> I just, I think we should end with that and play Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday morning, it, I had to. Uh, it took me 30 minutes to get into my car and unscrape the ice off of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, okay. This is for after show then. If anybody can host me in Toronto in the middle of May, let me know. That, oh, that sounds like an after show, all right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Ice and Fire Convention, but there's Anime North, and like, well, I want to go to Anime North. There's a week in between, and I don't want to be in a hotel for a week. <laughs> I don't think Ashley can do it because you're, you're, no, right. you're not exactly in the middle there, so yeah.
You are listening to a Song of Ice and Fire Christmas Filks created by the hosts and dedicated listeners of a podcast of Ice and Fire. We wish George would finish writing Our passions he's been igniting The fans can be a little frightening We're just slightly obsessed Did Ramsey guess? Yes, yeah Will Jon Snow pull through? I heard Danny and Drogon Burn Victarion's crew We wish George would finish writing Dragons ended before the fighting Spoiler chapters are so delighting Cause these cliffhangers suck for now we can do group re-reads Sounds amazing, makes us crazy theories But we will die if he's up face By the HBO series We wish children finish writing Fingernails we have been inviting A release day would be exciting I guess you just can't rush out You know Rod and Sansa The crazy ones Rickin Arya's the tomboy and Bran is bedridden. But do you all know the true parentage of Jon Snow? Robert the red-nosed usurper lusted after Eddard's sis. This was years before he'd end up passing out between Cersei's tits. Then came a prince named Rhaegar, who wanted sweet Lyanna too. Lyanna and Rhaegar vanished, and off the handle Robert flew. Then one night in the Dornish marshes, Lord Eddard saved the day. Found his sister bloody at the Tower of Joy Went back north with a baby boy And how Catelyn didn't love him Jon Snow the bastard baby She couldn't stand this solid punk Was in their family where would tree Then one night in Winterfell Uncle Benjamin came to say is in your place come to the wall save the human race oh how the night's watch loved him, loved him. except when they how will Westeros learn the truth I guess you gotta wait for Howlin' Reed you gotta wait for Travel fighting foes with sellsword rabble to kneel beneath a silver queen spurned before all Marine Quentin Martel, Prince of Dawn, scalded by that dragon spawn, rescued by his royal guard, who offered tatters to be charred. Hark, the herald harpies kill, this goddamn city's begun to grill. Flee my stalwart prince of dawn, leave these roses to their thorns.
And so he sailed down Skazadan, board a vessel eastward bound. Screw the throne and screw the dragons, I'll spend my days in Carthine taverns. And so he lives to this day, drinking ale and shoveling hay. A wife, three kids, and a dog, a happy ending for our frog. Prince Quentin of Storm looked out on the court of Danny, sent out by the prince with Gat to fulfill the pact by Darry. Dawn's armies were just not right, and the queen was cruel. Poor Quentin tried all his might, but became dragon Oh, Danny, won't you marry me? I'll give you back your throne. This guy you're marrying, who is he? Or that one you bone? Good sir, you are plain of face, and marine's where I'm staying. I have to learn to rule this place before I take King's Landing. So poor Prince Quentin changed his plan for the good of dawn. Steal a dragon, be a man, and gain the love of Doran. Frog and friends went forth, they did, made a plan with tatters. Sneak into the pyramid, wearing funny hatters. Suddenly it all went wrong, trying to free the dragons. Dark now turns this festive song, they didn't need the wagons. Trying to tame Viserion, turned his back on the other. Ono cried out all his friends, what a stupid blunder. Poor Prince Quentin is now dead. Dead, 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 burnt up to a crisp and dead, definitely dead, dead, only grieves, but yes, he's dead, no chance of surviving, four days dying, now he's dead, and can't be Danny's king. The following adaptation is not something I wrote, but rather something I found online at dowager-queen.blogspot.com, and it is a fun twist on the classic tale, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas," Lannister style. "'Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the keep not a traitor was stirring, I'd put them to sleep. The stalks were all hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that their honour would die with them there. My inbred children were snug in their beds, while visions of lemon cakes danced in their heads. And Jamie in armour and I wearing none had just settled down for some incesty fun. When up at the wall there arose such a clatter, they sprang from their pallets to see what was the matter. Up the old winch lift they flew like a flash, except for Fat Sam, who fell hard on his ash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to the others below. When what to their wondering eyes should appear but thousands of whites climbing up without fear? 
They set up defenses, so lively and quick, but the undead kept coming a dozen whites thick. So they called for backup, and soon they all came, and they whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Tully, now Greyjoy, now Aaron and Tyrell, on Baratheon, Targaryen, Stark and Martell. To the top of the world, to the top of the wall, now fight away, fight away, fight away all. With wildlings and sellswords, the steel it did fly, but when met with another, they crumble and die. The war for Westeros raged the night through, when the great other joined in the battle too. And then came the dragons, coiling their flame, to cook all the others and do it again. The heroes all cheered, but when they turned round, the dragons were waiting and standing their ground. And then they too were fried from their heads to their feet, all the great houses of Westeros, gone in a beat. Except for the Lannisters, who played like a jerk, they stayed out of the fight, put their money to work. They bribed and they cheated, never donning a helm, and woke Christmas morning to own the whole realm. They waved to the dragons as they flew out of sight. Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good white. Miranese, 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 nigh. Fire and blood draw hordes to this spot. Multiple bloodlines, George weaves into one. Took five years to be finally done. Miranese, 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 nigh. Ruling is much hotter than any thought. Blazing foes inside and outside her walls. The porker lost her balls. Telling some lies, hitching a ride, got him to Slaver's Bay. But by the time Quentin's arrived, Dario's banging Danny every way. Youngish lords and so swords hunger for war, but they're in for a shock. Dragons and dragons crave gore even more. That's the Miranese night. Miranese, Miranese, Miranese not. Victorian knows how to get Danny hot. She loves guys who pillage and plunder so brave and keep a sex slave. On the shy maid, then as a slave, Tyrion arrives in chains. That smart ass has those fools outclassed. He'll be pulling the strings in a matter of days. Now we wait for book six with faded breath. All set for the onslaught. Then we can shift the plot back to the west. That's the Miranese. That's the Miranese. That's the Miranese night. Oh, stormy night, the dragon stone is falling behind the waves of a fierce narrow sea. Still lies the queen, her face in anguished mourning, her house destroyed by the stag's victory. A princess born amidst the salt and smoking her mother's blood spilt out upon the decks weep o ye faithful and hear the dragons choking o night
demise, O night, when she was born, O night, demise, O night, when hope was lost, long did she flee with her brother hiding from the knives of the usurper king until at last she met her true love riding a silver mare through the great grassy sea her sun and stars the greatest of the horse lords felt not by steel but the witch's curse reclaimed by the night lands given to the flames o night reprised o night when hope returned O night, reprised, O night, when they were born. I'm dreaming of a night watchman. Known to his friends as Lord Jon Snow With his long stark features And warging creature Beyond the wall he loves to go I'm dreaming of a night watchman he went down on a grid all night And he has weird wolf dreams at night And he saved Commander Mormont from a I'm dreaming of a night watchman Goes by the bastard name of Snow Well, his outlook's never sunny Cause he never knew his mommy And he thinks she must have been a hoe I'm dreaming of a night watchman 
He'll stop the others and the whites With his wolf so silent and white He will guard the realms of men through the long night We came upon a pale mare Just like we said it would Bloody realms starting such a scare Oh man, that isn't good As if there was indeed no stress for Danny to deal with before A bloody flux causing quite a mess Comes out of Astapor Oh, it's beginning to look a lot like winter Everywhere you go White ravens have been sent to all Wormways being used on the wall And even in King's Landing they've got snow It's beginning to look a lot like winter Pycelle's chambers are so cold But the chilling aside to care Pycelle's body lying dead And there is his crossbow A group of others killed Royce And he then killed his wife for sign of impending dread Mance and his folk of their sheep and their goats whole villages have fled beyond the wall the others made armies of frozen dead it's beginning to feel a lot like winter three-day march turns into weeks the southern have icicles in their piss while clansmen swear it's just autumn's kiss and snot is frozen to their nose and cheeks it's beginning to look a lot like winter. Ramsey's new home is snowed in. But even worse than all the snow, he's surrounded by his foes and the true snowmen. A group of others killed Royce and he then killed his boy for sign of impending dread. Mance and his folk grab their sheep and their goats whole villages have fled beyond the wall. The others have armies of frozen dead. It's beginning to look a lot like winter, like the words of House Stark. No matter what you try to do, winter certainly comes for you with the terrors of the never-ending dark. It's beginning to look a lot like winter. And if the wall fell, why suggest you spread your knees and stick your head up in between to kiss your ass farewell? Kiss your ass farewell. Right, on my sixth, now halfway through my seventh pint. The sacrifices I make for this podcast. Let's give it a go. Are you hanging char-grilled children from a wall? Are you proud you caused the winter fell to fall? Did you screw in at Moat Caitlin? Kick a dead head for a log. Do you want to be a Greyjoy or a Stark? So here's to you, Theon Greyjoy. Everybody hates your guts. Ramsay Bolton's flaying knife will surely send you nuts. 
Did you make the captain's daughter give you head? Did you get a thrill from shagging in Ned's bed? Did you tumble in the God's word and the miller's wife got laid? But those days are gone, your cock's been cut and flayed. So here's to you, Theon Greyjoy, everybody hates your guts. Ramsey Bolton's flaying knife will surely send you nuts. What would your daddy do if he saw your finger bang your sister? Uh-huh. Does your daddy say to pay the iron price? But you're losing bits and pieces slice by slice. Did you miss out on your birthright at the king's mood on old wick? But what good's an heir who hasn't got a dick? So here's to you, Theon Greyjoy, everybody hates your guts. Ramsey Bolton's flaying knife will surely send you nuts. So here's to you, Theon Greyjoy, everybody hates your guts. Ramsey Bolton's flaying knife will surely send you nuts. So here's to you, Theon Greyjoy, everybody hates your guts. Ramsey Bolton's flaying knife will surely send you nuts. Santa baby, come meet me at the old werewolf tree, just me. I got some tarnished red wine, Santa honey, come creak my chamber door tonight. Santa honey, I've got the perfect sheath for your sword, unexplored, not ever found their way in. Santa baby, come creak my chamber door tonight. Think of all the things we'll do. I'll sing the maiden song, then you'll follow through. There's been a slight change to my house. What? Winter is coming, but not before you. Sander, baby, there's something I'd like to unwrap. A cap with lots of feathers and plumes. Sander, honey, come creak my chamber door tonight. Santa baby, you know that I can make you a lord, your reward. So come and kiss me goodnight, Santa honey, come creak my chamber door tonight. Won't you come take me away, little fingers creeping on me all day. There's, I know the faith has found you. So pitch me a tent and then we can pray. 
Death and a baby. There's one last thing and it's not a joke. A cloak. Three dogs on a yellow field. Send her honey. Come creak my chamber door tonight. Come creak my chamber door tonight. Come creak my chamber door tonight. Right, halfway through point seven. Uh, do they know it's winter time? Take three. I quite like like to take two, but Tina said the music was too loud, so I'm going to give it one more try. Here we go. It's winter time, and there's a reason to be afraid. It's winter time. The long night's coming and it's full of shades In this world, Westerosi We'll need every man and boy A call to arms to man the wall It's winter time But say a prayer you pray when the others come Mad winter time It's hard With no warming sun There's a chill down to your marrow And it's the icy touch of fear And there'll be no water flowing Just the sting of frozen tears and the horn of winter blowing is the harbinger of doom. We need a Zora High to help us through. And we need Lord Snow to guard the wall this winter time. He's the only chance of clinging on to life. Oh, the watcher on the wall, the light that brings the dawn. Help John Snow this winter on the wall. To the night's watch, dragon glass for everyone. To help them, please, the nearest and the dragons come. Help John Snow this winter on the wall. Freeze the world, the others come this winter time to. Freeze the world, the others come this winter time to freeze the world, the others come this winter time to freeze the world, the others come this winter time to freeze the world, the others come this winter time. Oh, I reckon that should just about do it. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Love you all. Oh, Ashley, um, do you still want to try to do that Doctor Who specials episode? Yes, I just didn't know if we were podcasting tonight or Thursday, so I can do it Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. Uh, what time Thursday would work for you? Uh, whenever we can get most people available. Okay. I'm off um, that day, so...
I'll post something about it on the forums because I'm free in the day, but not in the evening. So hopefully we'll be able to do it during the day or morning. Cool. Or something. I'm hoping also Thursday will be our big podcast day, actually, because then we can do Madoka as well. Magical Madoka <laughs> as well. Sometime. And if Mimi's around, are we going to do that one? Oh, yeah, if she's around. But I won't be home till 9.30 your time. Yeah, same thing. I don't get home till 9. So. So. This is a big podcasting week. We're doing some. We're doing VOK tomorrow, Lies, uh, The Lies of Locke Lamora, I think. Oh, oh I, I got to read that. I to go to that, too. <laughs> If Wait, you want to join in, yeah. Doing, uh, why don't you guys show up? During like, the day or at night? Uh, we're doing it tomorrow. I think it like. Oh, wait, you know what? Let me look it up instead of just making up a number. Lee, I've had that book on my shelf for like two years. Oh, I've read, read like, it. the first oh, chapter. Oh no, Kyle, read it. It's a good book. Yeah, it was so much fun to read. I read it in in a car trip. I could not put it down. Yeah. Or um, yeah. convince me. I heard it's like Ocean's Eleven meets something else. Like, exactly. Isn't it a bunch of thieves? Yeah, yeah, it is so much fun. It, it's, All right. it's fun. Um, like that's the best way to describe it. It's fun book. All right. Is it a one book? Is no, it there's one a done? trilogy. Yeah, but we're only skyping on the first one. So if you finish it by Wednesday, um, actually 7 p.m. Eastern Standard oh, Time. Yeah, I, I won't be able to make it. I'm afraid. I hadn't oh. read. I have haven't read reread the book either. So it's been years. So I can't remember too much about it except a barrel of horse piss. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you Spoilers. do get frozen into your house or something, <laughs> you should join us. Uh, well, I will not be able to read an entire book by tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Come on, I can't Kyle, read a chapter by tomorrow. I'm so slow. But <laughs> I don't know if it has an audio book. I'll look it up. He took oh, a barrel. Yeah, took a barrel. Unfortunately, I don't have that today. job that yeah. let me listen to audio books. But anymore, oh. it does have an audio book though. In case you want to do it in the future, someone named Michael Page. I don't know if he's any good. Mm. It is a great book though. There we go. All right, awesome. no, yeah, Ashley, I'll uh, post something on the forums about it right now. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. It was a pleasure speaking with all of you. Um, hopefully, I'll get to do it again sometime. Absolutely. We'd love to have you on, Lee. Thank you so much, and no, stay warm. Yeah, I'll do my best. <laughs> See y'all later. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Okay, I guess we're done for today then, right? We're all good. Yeah, I think that's okay. a good episode right good there. Good episode, yeah. Good to get that recorded. So oh, I, I got a Game of Thrones blanket for Christmas. Nice. Hey, I think this is the first year I have never had a, uh, I do not have a Game of Thrones calendar. So, is there one for 2014? I've got it. Yeah, I, I, I think it might be a, te- no, it's not a television one. I remember seeing it in the store. I said Game of Thrones, didn't I? Shit, I'm sorry. I apologize, guys. Oh, it probably is a Game <laughs> of Thrones calendar. Of fire calendar. They should, they should do one. Like, just do two, why not? Um, they probably do have uh, both. <laughs> probably going to have, like... Cow. Game of Thrones, yes. like toothbrush coming out and action figures, like two, time. 2014. Oh, maybe I'll get this and I'll get it for my roommate as a Christmas gift too. Yeah. Um, capturable, capturing both its epic scope and most intimate moments. I don't know. I'm not like. Uh, I think Mimi's calmed down as he was before. But like when new people get in the series show, I like that. I like their, their eagerness and they feel like, ooh, I've got into the the thing. Because I meet people all the time who just got into it. I, I don't get I'm mad. I, I just find that I I can't really talk with normal people about it. You just, I just hide, have to be like, oh yeah, it's awesome, knowledge. and just leave it at that. And, yeah. Because I'm I'm an uber nerd. I know like even at conventions and stuff. Like I know too much. Yeah, I, you have to help. I come off cross as an asshole. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> all right. Kyle, open the Amazon.com store card and get $10 off instantly. Mm. <laughs> all right. Um, let's call it today. All right, let's call it, guys. Great. Right. Good chatting with you. Uh, Ashley, the deal is thurs- if Mimi is around Thursday night at 9 p.m. Pacific, um, 
we should do the next chapter. Okay. So I'll so, send an email out now and see if she's able to. Yeah, let's let's figure out if Mimi's available, and then if she is, let's do the House of the Undying. I think that'd be a really wild chapter, and Mimi should definitely be there for it. Yeah, let's just do yeah. that one chapter. That's perfect because that'll yeah. you don't want to go too late. But it, but if she can't do it, then then maybe maybe be okay. You and me and Ashley tomorrow. I'm not, not Thursday, depending on your schedule. But anyways, check your emails is the key. Ashley, check yep. your emails. There we go. All right, guys. All right, bye. Oh, happy holidays to you guys. Happy holidays, yeah. 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 There you go. Have a good one. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hi, Very nice to meet you. A pleasure. Pleasure to have you on with us today. Yeah, I'm very excited. Oh, fantastic. Did Amin just wrangle you in just right now? He did. He did. <laughs> he had half an hour to read the chapter. So yeah, it was, it was perfect. Oh, there we go. Excellent. Just so I can uh, check, so have you you've been on some VOK episodes as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been on VOK with Ashley before, mm. and quite a few VOK, but never a real episode. So cool. this is exciting. <laughs> How were your holidays? They were great. They were great. I I'd been in uh, Saint Petersburg all spring uh, fall semester, so it was nice to get back to the U.S. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Nice. So now it's freezing and I cannot leave my house. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you from? Where are you uh, from? Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's stuck inside then. No? Yeah. It is cold. I was fortunate. I flew. I was home for, in Rhode Island for uh, the past three weeks. And I, uh, I think I threaded the needle. I got out. I was one of the first flights out of uh, Rhode Island on time after the snowstorm. Right. And so... Uh, and I had a layover, layover in Chicago, and my flight was only—I was only waiting for my flight for three hours. Oh, that's not too bad. And then I got out. So, well, congratulations <sighs> on making it to sunny California. Yes, I was shoveling snow one morning, getting my friend's <laughs> car out, and then later that day, I was in shorts and a t-shirt eating on my porch. So, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's just not fair. <laughs> I heard it was about it was 81 degrees I think here on Christmas Day, and I think the record was 85. So LA almost tied the record. Mm. That's just not fair. Yeah, that's why I was gone because that's not Christmas. Yeah. No. No, thank you. Yeah, and you could see your family as well, right? Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. Yes, All right. Yes, yes. Do you want to do the intro, Kyle? Then. Uh, sure. What? Okay, I'll give you the numbers. It's uh, episode okay. oh, 130. Wait, wait. One sec, I'm so not ready for those numbers. Sure. Hold on, let me go. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's episode 130. Yeah. For week of? It'll be this week, technically, so the 5th. Yeah, January so 5th. January 5th, 2014. 5th, you said. January yeah. 5th, 2014. All right. <sighs> Want to <laughs> jump right in? Yeah, so we'll do, we'll do this, and uh, we'll quickly intro Lauren Manderbly, or Lee. You say Lee, right? That's how you say yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Then, then Kyle and I have uh, got this book, The Wit and Wisdom of Tyrion Lannister, like it was sent as a gift. Oh. Um, so we, we're just going to quickly like say thanks for it and do a very quick review yeah, of course. And we'll go into the chapter. So, um, Oh, but the other thing, Christmas Filk, should we mention that it's coming up at the end of the episode? Um. <clears throat> yeah, after the book review yeah. we can mention that. And then, yeah, yeah okay, cool. Why not? All right, go ahead. Oh, wait, wait, you got your recorder or no? Uh, yes, I think I'm going. Hold okay. on, let me check. Uh, uh, yes, you. I am going. Cool. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Please edit that out of me. Yeah. Um,